thank you for your presence. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your anointing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What an anointing is in this room tonight. It's all right. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He's worthy. He most certainly is worthy. Worthy of my praise. Thank you. God bless you as you return to your seats tonight. Feel the Holy Ghost so strong here. Feel the presence of the Lord moving in this room tonight. Man, I thank God for the touch of the Holy Ghost that I have felt. Amen. All week long. Man, Brother McKillop preaching so powerfully Wednesday night. The Holy Ghost moving so strong. And uh, being followed by Bishop Holmes and the incredible anointing of God that walked with him. And then last night, Brother Barrier, amen, what a spirit of God that began to move through these young people, amen? Amen, today there is no words to attach to that. Amen, that just old fashioned as it gets. Amen, just good touch of the Holy Ghost. Man, talk about old landmarks. As you shut your eyes. It's like you was listening to an old man trapped in a young man's body. Man, preaching, and I thank God for it. Amen. Give honor tonight to all them in leadership here, the executive council and the youth council. Amen. If you'll stand with me tonight and get your Bibles, let's turn to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 15. We'll begin reading in verse number 34. I want to say to the youth council, I give you honor and I appreciate your vote of confidence and trust in me. Amen. It is an honor tonight to be here. I'm thankful for all of those. My family is here. Malia, Preston, Grace, and Avi, and Paxton. Amen. I love my children and I love those from Ukaipa that are here and those that are at home praying for me tonight. Amen. I need all the prayers that I can get. First Samuel chapter 15 and verse number 34. Then Samuel went to Ramah and Saul went up to his house to Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul and the Lord repented that he had made King Saul king over Israel. Chapter 16, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go, and I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears this, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with thee 
and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord and call Jesse to sacrifice and I will shew thee what thou shalt do and thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name unto thee. Man, I ask you tonight to lift your hands one more time and ask the Holy Ghost to move in this room. Jesus, I need you. I need your anointing. I need your help. Oh, Jesus, please touch me right now. As much as you have anointed my mouth, anoint these people's hearts to receive. God, I am not here to speak eloquent words. I am not here to preach sermons that wow God, but I'm here for a move of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, give us the grace and power to obey the will of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. I'd like to title this message tonight on a question. Amen. He asks the Lord, Samuel says, how can I go? If I go to this place, how can I go? If Saul hears and gets wind of this, his jealousy will be ignited and all of his insecurities will be aroused and all of his vengeance will be stimulated against me. How can I do this? If he hears me, he will kill me. And the Lord said to him, why don't you take a heifer and go down to sacrifice? I want to preach to you tonight for a few moments on this subject. How much can a heifer hide? I heard the old boy over there from Texas say, depending on how big she is. <laughs> amen, amen. There's a lot to be said about this particular text. There's a lot of preaching that has been done around and around this subject in this matter. Man, hats off, one writer said to the old historian, for the new king is sought and the new king is found and the new king is anointed and nobody even knows his name. Before the name of David was ever introduced into holy writ, he had already been in the place where God wanted him to be. Man, this is the story of uh, what it is to be a man who grasps so tightly the reins of power and doesn't understand the anointing that goes along with it. Desiring the throne, desiring the accoutrements uh, of what it is to be royalty, uh, he links up to privilege uh, but despises the responsibility that comes with it. Uh, it is here that there is a, a interesting little uh, way that it works out in the text uh, that they part ways this prophet and this king. And the king goes to his house, Gibeah, which the Bible tells us, uh, a man in 1 Samuel 22, uh, that it was in a hole under some trees. It wasn't a palace. Don't be deluded. Uh, a man, it wasn't a plant fancy place. Uh, it was just a regular old hole in the ground uh, in which he was hiding in. He had never conquered any land and any ground. He was content just with himself and what he could gain. It is there that he goes into his household and the Bible says that Samuel goes another way. 
The Lord tells Samuel, get up, quit your crying. I'm done with you mourning over with what is wrong in Israel. I've got something that's right in Israel. And he says, I want you to get up, blow your nose, wipe your tears. And I want you to go down to a place called Bethlehem. You're going to talk to a Bethlehemite. And Samuel, knowing the political intrigues uh, and not being a very politically savvy man, uh, he knew that there was challenges. And he said, if I go down here and if Saul finds me and Saul hears, he's going to know what I'm going to do. And the Lord answers him and says, I'll tell you how to hide. I'll tell you what to do. Get you a heifer and go down to the Bethlehemite and worship me in sacrifice. What the Lord was really saying is Saul being very politic real would understand the nuances of what is happening with the vying for the throne. But there was a blind spot in his leadership. That was all things that were spiritual and all things that were holy. And the Lord said, if you'll just take a heifer down there, he won't have a clue what you're doing. Because he don't understand sacrifice and doesn't understand the importance of what it is to be a worshiper. Brother, I'm telling you, sister, tonight, this thing matters. Prayer matters. Worship matters. Praise matters. Missions matters. Money matters. Preaching matters. Man, this man was so blinded by what he was doing that he was trying to amass his kingdom but never understood that it came through the auspices of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Let them go. I don't care what they do. They're just going down there to conference and they're just going to go in there to peak and they're, they're just going to worship a little bit. Let them go. The Lord said, I'll tell you what, let's do something here. Let's get to business. Let's smuggle me in a new king. Let, let, let's get this guy off the throne. What you see in this chapter is the collision between the anointed and the pragmatic. Pragmatism isn't going to build us a church. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is what's going to set us free. Hallelujah. Compromise isn't going to build us a move of God. The Holy Ghost is what's going to set us at liberty. Just, just give me a moment here. I got a word from God for this conference tonight. I come bearing a word from the Lord for your life right now. I'm going to preach just a minute here tonight and tell you that the spirit of Saul is living in the compromising world. And the spirit of Saul is living in those that are gossips and those that don't see the vision. His eyes were wide open to what he could get his grubby hands on. But his eyes were blind to what he could do for the kingdom of God. 
It takes more than a shout. It takes more than a bunch of dance. It takes me getting my heart saying, God, I want to be the man. I want to be the youth group. I want to be the pastor. I want to be the church you want me to be. One of the greatest hindrances to revival in our churches today may be the attempt of the people of God to do the work of God apart from the anointing of God. God called you, Saul, to do something great. Don't try to do it in the flesh. Don't try to do it with pragmatism and personality and charisma. Do it with anointing. Do it with passion. Do it with prayer. Do it with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Man, we live in a world that needs a move of God. We need a world to open up and see a church that has that move of God. Man, when we're looking at this subject and we're looking at all of what we're looking at tonight, I want you to know that God is up to good things. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm telling you, God's up to some funny business right now. Amen. While the world is saying, throw it away and it don't matter, God's telling the church, you get a sacrifice. You take a heifer with you, boy, and when you get down there, Saul ain't going to know what you're doing in that house. How much can a heifer hide? How much can a praise hide? How much can a sacrifice cover? You want a miracle, you can get it in the name of Jesus. But you got to bring a sacrifice. There's that old man walking down that road, holding on that, that bull. Got a hold of that animal and got a hold of that heifer. And he's walking down the street and he's got butterflies in his stomach. You may not always have the liberty to do this. There may come a day when you have to smuggle your way into a prayer room. There may come a day when you have to sneak your way into the glory of God. Hey man, that old man carrying that heifer and walking down that street, butterflies. If he gets caught, brother, it was illegal what he was doing. It was treasonous what he was doing. But behind that heifer was a man that said, I got a mission. Brother, I'm going to tell you something. If we don't have a mission that'll keep us walking through the treacheries and the political intrigue that's going to choke people. God, help me right now. The Holy Ghost knows where you're at. You don't need an Instagram account to promote yourself. God will lift you up. You want to be used of God, get you a heifer and go to the altar. Get you a heifer and go call on a shut. You don't have to promote yourself on Facebook. That's not how you're going to get a spouse. You go get you a heifer and God will smuggle your miracle into a world that says you're not allowed to have success. It's coming, it's coming. I feel it now. Hallelujah. I know what you think. You think I came to the last night of peak and they're just going to hoop me up uh, and they're just going to holler and stand. But I come today to, to tell you that God has been up to business uh, for a long time to be in this room. 
Somebody got dressed to be in this room. Uh, some of you all spent money to be in this room. Uh, but I come speaking as a spokesman uh, for him who died uh, for this service. Blood was shed for you to have faith. Blood was shed for you to have anointing. So take you that heifer down there. Go on down. Let me just tell y'all something. That old man had that one God message burning in his spirit. Uh, he wasn't interested in who got the crown and who got the throne uh, and who got the polished appeal and uh, who had so many likes on this and who had friends here. That old man had a connection with the Holy Ghost. When he got down there, what's that old coot doing? He's bringing a heifer. Oh, let him go. It don't even matter what he's doing. Stupid old man. They're going to haul a heifer down there again. But under the folds of those garments, brother, was a coming of a king. Under the folds of that old man. Hallelujah. That was walking his way. Slipping his way past Gilead. How you doing? Past Gibeah. Past Ramah. Moving his way towards the Bethlehemite. And the word goes out. What's he doing? What's he up to? Oh, let him alone. He's just going down there to bring a heifer. I'm going to tell you something in the Holy Ghost. Hey man, you go, you, you go read the book of Ruth, the fourth chapter. The Bible says Boaz wanted a woman. And he wanted that woman so bad, he was dying for her. He would do anything he could to get a hold of a bride. And he went down there, the Bible said, to the high place in the gates. Uh, that's where business was. It's time the church gets out of these altars uh, and goes in the gates of our city. Thank you for shouting. Uh, now go home and take it to your banker. Now go home and take it to your college professor. I praise God that you can worship here, but do it in front of your atheistic professors. Oh, Lord, help me. Win them to the blood of Jesus. Preach the cross. Let them know the good news. Which, let me throw this in. If you're not willing to preach the judgment of God, you don't have the gospel. If you don't tell them the bad news, uh, the good news is irrelevant. Uh, it's just more news nobody cares about. There's a God coming. Uh, in the book of Acts, the Bible said they preached Jesus, uh, the judge of all. Brother, I'm going to tell you, old man, walking there under his breath, what's that dude doing? saying the same thing all the time what's he saying I, I, I bet I guarantee you it sounded like something like uh, an old Hebrew quote in Deuteronomy 6 and 4 Shema Yisrael Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai Akkad oh, man I'll just let him go he's just doing that one God thing again let him go down there and the old man walking with a heifer Shema Yisrael Elohim Adonai Elohim Akkad I'll let him go he's just duped he's just full of, uh, 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 he's brainwashed he's just full of preacher religion I'm going to tell you something I'm ready to stand up to the whole world and tell them what's behind this heifer is a throne is a kingdom it's not just a play thing it's not just a toy thing there's a throne man hallelujah hallelujah amen the book of Ruth says amen that Boaz went up to the gate 
and set him down there and behold the kinsman of who Boaz spake came by and unto him whom he said oh such a one wait up you Mr. John Doe what does that mean oh such a one it's a little Hebrew rhyme that says hey so and so hey you you Mr. Nobody Mr. No Name turn aside alright what do you want I, look, this woman here, imagine she came back a widow and she's got this piece of land. Uh, do you want the land? I'm telling you, I'm not playing tonight. I'm reading this out of the Bible. The Bible says that Mr. So-and-so, man, he meets this guy who has no name. The, the, the deal is actually Pelni which means, hey, you, Mr. Nobody Knows. He said, if thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, this is verse 4 of Ruth 4. Tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it besides you. And I am after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Land, I'm in. Blessing, I'm in. Alligator shoes, I'm in. Shiny suits and fancy cars, I'm in. And Boaz said, oh yeah, but before we sign this deal, there's a girl that comes with the land. There's a lady, I want to talk to you for a second, uh, about the Lord, the lady, and the land. Uh, you don't get the land unless you get the lady. Honey, there's a church involved in this. There's a mission involved in this. There's a consecration in this. There's tears in this. More blessed are you that go into the house of mourning. Brother, if you don't know how to cry, you don't know how to walk in God. I want revival. Well, there's a lady that comes with it. I want the things of the blessing of God. There's a lady that comes with it. Boaz said, you got to get this lady and you got to marry her, which is a widow. And you got to raise up children that's not in your name. And Mr. Nobody Knows So-and-So says, on that note, I'm out. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that want in on this thing when it comes to dancing. But when they find out there's a church they gotta be loyal to, and there's a mission field they gotta give to, and tithes they gotta pay, standards they gotta keep, trips they gotta take, sleepless nights, and tear-soaked pillows, and sweated out sheets. I'm out. I want the land, but I'm not interested in the church. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're not spiritual enough to get out of the church and have God. You've got to have the lady. The lady's coming with it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you're not willing to commit to the lady... If you're not willing to win him a bride, if you're not willing to do this, uh, then there's no more joy in it for you. And you're missing out. Uh, I tell you, this, this new deal of cynicism that comes, uh, hey man, this new cynical society, hey man, let me just say this, uh, that cynicism is becoming vogue uh, in many of our Christian circles as a self-identifying trademark of a new spirituality, that edgy spirituality of the jaded. 
You're not spiritual because you can knock holes uh, in the apostolic church. Uh, you're twisted. You're not the first one that ever had uh, to work with a bad deal. Uh, you're not the first one that was ever hurt. Uh, but you're not spiritual to throw away the lady. More alarming is that since cynicism is the emerging as a hip new way to be mature or spiritual, religious disenchantment has, is often hailed uh, as spiritual enlightenment. Uh, if you can't love the lady, you won't love the bridegroom. You can't tell that you love God if you're not willing to sweat and cry and dance and shout and smell a heifer with you. Brother, I never said church was perfect. I never said conferences were perfect. They stink like a heifer sometimes, but there's a thing that's going on around it. Something's moving around that heifer. Something's moving around that innocence. I know what they're telling you. Go on down there and listen to that Pentecostal. Tell you to do this, do that. Don't be brainwashed. Brother, this ain't brainwashed. This is called revelation. And someone starts calling your revelation brainwashing. You need to rebuke that in Jesus' name. I'm going to give. I don't care how many people do bad things with the money. I, I'm going to go to the mission field. I don't care how many people. Hey, man, don't think it's an honorable endeavor. I, I'll tell you right now, I'm not disenchanted with the woman. And I, I would tell you young, you young preachers, listen. Hey, man, I, I am one. You can look up there and see all them shoes and suits uh, and say, oh, the land I'm in. But there's something there you got to know. These men don't have, don't knock the blessing either. That ain't cool either. Hey man, don't knock him. Boaz wanted the lady. He got the land with it. Hey man, don't make fun because somebody has some. God's going to bless him uh, who loves the lady. And when this Mr. Nobody uh, looks at him, and you know what he has the gall to say? He looks at this man, Boaz, and says, you know, if I take that, it's going to mess up my lineage. It's going to mess up my inheritance. Oh, let me just tell you, when you back off from giving to the kingdom of God, you're ensuring yourself to be lost in the oblivion of no name. You're not going to get a name back. And uh, cynicism says, well, come on, hold back. Uh, don't let those guys get your money. Don't let those guys get your allegiance. Uh, don't let your guys get your faith. Uh, but I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, I'm all in. Uh, I'm all in on faith. Uh, I'm all in on a purpose. Uh, I'm all in on a move of God. Make fun. Shema Yisrael. Elohim Adonai. Elohim Echad. I still love the lady. I'm not ashamed to speak in tongues. I'm not ashamed to go on the mission field and pray for them and beg them to come to church. I ain't begging anybody. Somebody said I am. I'll tell you right now, I'd beg someone not to go to hell. Please don't go to hell. 
please don't be lost. If you're a young person being pushed by the spirit of jaded people, I beg you don't go to hell over that. Fall in love with the lady. Fall in love with the church. Fall in love with preaching. Fall in love with worship. Fall in love with the glory. I love it. I love it. I love it. Somebody go tell hell I'm not miserable. Gotta have a purpose gotta have an anointing on your life and this guy obsessed with who gets what failed to understand that in his spirit of entitlement he didn't have nothing to give away okay obsessed with Jonathan getting the throne but didn't realize he didn't have a throne to give away because God had already anointed someone else Obsessed with fairness, equality, and entitlement. He didn't understand that God blesses those whom he'll bless. And he lifts up one and sits down another. Obsessed with his his crown uh, and his jaded view of what David was doing. He was blinded to the fact that anointing uh, has never picked anybody because of their height. Anointing has never picked anybody because of their looks, their money. Or, listen to me carefully, your name does not entitle you. I preach tonight, there is no such thing as third and fourth generation Pentecost. Fairly, fairly, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he shall in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. I'm first generation. I might be third generation according to the flesh, but that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit, don't let people negate your walk because your daddy lived for God. My papa was a preacher of the gospel, but I'm not third generation spiritually. I was born in the fire of the Holy Ghost. Had to pray my way into this. Had to fight bitterness. Had to fight away spirits that wanted to turn me in to a cynic. And while they make fun of Mr. So-and-so, Mr. Nobody knows who you are or never will know who you are because you don't have a name because all you care about is a lineage. All you care about is who gets what and you forgot that something greater than you just walked by and something holy just went in this room. And while you're making fun of this or that or making fun of somebody who's willing to invest in Hope Corps and invest in things around the country, hey man, it doesn't take anything to offer cheap critiques and cynical comments and pithy little words, but it takes a prayer life to say I'm not willing to throw away this heifer because there's something happening. I don't even know what's happening in this room, but I just got a heifer, and underneath the heifer, I got a call of God 
to do the work of God. God, you feel that? That's the anointing of the high priest walking in this room. Shouted all week, danced and sweated and cried and prayed, rolled on floors and watched men preach. And now comes the final night, dragging a heifer through. Man, let's see what this heifer does. Let's see what this guy's going to do. Let's see what heifer he drags across the platform. Amen. But little did they know, they could not understand this, brother. Amen. Girls, ladies, gentlemen, they could not get this. Amen. Because here is a clash between the carnal view. And carnality don't get why you keep throwing your heart, amen, into local mission fields. And carnality and pragmatism doesn't get why you keep investing in mission fields all over the world. And why I hear stories every conference I come to. Amen. Brother James Townley just told me, amen, during this conference, there's a young man riding down the road with him and said, Pastor, here's my giving goals. Here's what I want to give to the church. Amen. Go ahead and make fun of that. But I'm telling you, I don't even know that boy, but that little guy is walking beside a heifer and the carnal world will never get you. So quit trying to appease them. Amen. Quit trying to lick up the Saul and say you like me now am I pretty enough now Saul don't like you Saul don't get you Saul don't love you Saul don't want to touch you and let me tell you something right now every human being is spiritual you're an image bearer God is a spirit and you're the image of God. Fallen though may you may be, at times you're still an image of God. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. Everybody's spiritual. The question is, which side of the spirit world do you end up on? Don't pop your lapels at us and tell us I'm not spiritual. Yes, you are. And if you ever quit talking to Samuel, you'll talk to a witch. Hey, Lord, help me right now. Amen. But every spirit world is alive tonight and it doesn't get what you're doing. It doesn't understand it. The Bible says, amen, that you're supposed to compare spiritual things with spiritual and natural things with natural. And the world don't like prayer rooms. And the world don't like missionaries. And the world don't like missions. And so they want to infuse it with this jaded cynicism that says, oh yeah, yeah, what's he out doing? Gallivanting around? I'll find somewhere else. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Going to the highways and byways. Is there anybody that wants to come? Is there anybody that wants to be saved? Is there anybody, you know, the, the, the Hebrew scholars talk about a man. Amen. The, the word is the Zeke. I'm pelts, which means a man that is righteous in a fur coat. Uh, amen. I can be righteous, but if all I do is walk around in a fur coat, all I do is warm myself. Uh, but if I'll start a fire, others can walk up and say, hey, what's this warmth I feel? What's this anointing that I feel? It's not about us anymore. Boaz had vision to see. You know what happens when we lose vision? We buy a fur coat to warm only us. But vision will start a fire and say, come on, brother. Come on, street kid. Come on, bus kid. Come on, mission. 
and tired of the generation of this world telling you that you can't be a world changer. You just pop yourself down and be a good Christian. A good Christian is a world changer. Prayer is not optional. Missions isn't optional. Dancing isn't optional. Offerings isn't optional. Amen. And the Bible says that when he found out that lady was involved and he had to raise somebody up, amen, for someone else's name, he said, uh-uh. I'm not interested in that. If that's what you guys are doing, you have at it. See, here's the deal. I got a family and I got a child. And if I have another child and I raise up a child in somebody else's name, then what happens to my inheritance? And what happens to all my savings account? And what happens to all my stuff? Go ahead, do that. Do that, Mr. So-and-so. And you are guaranteeing that we will stand on a peak conference thousands of years later and tell you we don't know your name. If you don't want to be involved in vision, amen, you are guaranteeing yourself, amen, to enter into the opaque world of the spiritually negated, mitigated and diluted, where nobody knows the name of this man, seeking to protect his own name. He guaranteed we don't even know it. But Boaz said, I like that lady. And when he married her, out of her came a man who was the grandfather of another man named David. And Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, this is the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. You want your name? You want your fame? Give it to the work of God. Give it to missions. Give it to prayer rooms. Give it to evangelism. You want your name? Amen. Give it to a mighty move of God. To a holy move of sovereign grace of God. Oh, that's just Bible class. Don't pay no attention now. It's going to be a dead night. Go ahead and mock the heifers. But brother, something started happening on Wednesday night. When you started putting bone to bone. Man, oh, that's just preaching. He ain't telling a cool story. He's in the Bible. Hey, man, but I'll tell you what happened in this room. The Holy Ghost said, come here, heifer. Hey, man, let's sneak a blessing in this room. Hey, man, I know they didn't tune, hey, man, they didn't tune in to hear all that scripture. They didn't tune in to hear all that. Let me tell you. Hey, man, you invite them to a church without preaching. You're going to save sinners who don't feel like they're saved. Hey, man, you're going to preach a message that doesn't have a cross. Hey, man, to a God without judgment. And you're going to save people from their own spirits. Hey, man, but you're never going to give them God's spirit. There's no such thing as deliverance without the blood of Jesus Christ, without the preaching of the cross. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power 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 of God himself don't you mock Bible preaching don't you mock the prayers of the saints of God it is the mightiness
all right, let the old man go. Let him go. Let him go. He, what's he doing? Where's David? Help me, David. Amen. Amen. Let the old man go. I'm going to tell you something. Some of you, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm not done. I'm just, I'm just catching my breath for a second. I feel like demons have chased some of you into this room. I feel like Saul's hunting some of you. I feel like the spirit of pragmatism has hunted young preachers into these altars tonight and into this room. Let me tell you something tonight. Amen. By the fear of God, I believe that you can get places in the spirit where the demons who have haunted you and chased you, they cannot make it. A weird place. Amen. Yes, it's entirely on planet earth. Amen. But it has a dynamic to it that is divine and utterly and completely anointed. And demons screech and say there's a holies of holies. I feel like I'm standing tonight in the holies of holies. I'm feeling like some of you that have been bound, that have been taunted, that have been enslaved. Amen. Demons stopped at those walls out there and said, let them go. It's just a heifer in there. Earth's going to go listen to a guy that's going to preach and talk. Man, that's why pornography is not a problem. It's a pandemic. Let me repeat that. It's not a problem. It's a scourge that's moving through our land. Men and women alike. And you come in and it's don't watch that. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't watch that. Turn that off. Don't play that. Don't, don't Google that. Don't search that. Don't do that. Don't. Well, you can't get victory saying don't. Man, and some of you are wondering tonight, how do I say no so powerful that devils run and hide? Well, the Bible never tells you to resist the devil. Well, it kind of does, but there's something before that. Submit yourselves unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. To what degree you are willing to submit to this heifer experience is to what degree demons know you're for real. You can say no, 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 no. That ain't running a devil off. But when he stands there and sees you, say yes. Yes, yes, yes. When he sees you submit, when he sees you do right, when he sees you pray, then you say no. And he goes, curls up in fetal position. I'm telling you right now, there's an anointing in this place that'll break addiction, that'll break demons, that'll break spirits. Because all the while that man was running a heifer, the Bible said when he got to the house of Jesse, he stepped out behind the heifer and he had a horn that was full of oil and he looked not on the outward but on the inward according to God and when he poured that oil I 
There was a dynasty born. There was a king anointed. There was a kingdom born. I'm going to tell you some of you fought hell to make it in this service right now. You fought every bit of hell you could fight. And I'm going to preach to you right now that God was smuggling an anointing into this house. You're not coming to be a nominal Christian. You're not coming to barely make it by. I rebuke the spirit of survival in this room right now. It is not God's will for you to survive. It is God's will for you to thrive. It is God's will. Come on, stop that mess. Stop that stupidity. Will I make it? Can I make it? There's an anointing. There's a divine smuggling. Brother Fear got up, brother. Got up and clutched him around the neck, didn't it? Are you for good or are you... What are you getting ready to preach right here? Are you happy, sad, glad? What's the deal? And that old man pulled out that horn of oil. And he said, it's going to be okay. I've come to anoint a king. I speak tonight to everyone in this room. You thought you was coming to peak. You thought you was coming to a youth conference I introduce you tonight to a divine coronation you have not come here to barely be saved you have not come here to barely make it behind the heifer of your church vans and you haul trailers behind the heifer of your music preparation and practice behind the heifer of you staying in the rooms crunched together with your clothes strewn across the beds is a divine coronation hey man I'm here to anoint a king I'm not here to just get Christians to be nominal I've come to tell you that he had made you kings and priests unto God it's not God's will for you to be puny not God's will for you to be pathetic not God's will for you to be tepid I crown you king I crown you priests I crown you with the royal diadem of holiness of power to cast out devils to rebuke addiction to fold your hand and say that's the last day that I live like a pauper when I'm a prince brother you're in a coronation tonight I crown you king I crown you the church I crown you the bride I crown you the future queen of heaven itself come on worship him just a moment Break loose as God anoints you. Your demons are stuck outside this building right now. Come on, feel after it. Demons that have tormented your home. Poverty. Poverty, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Prayerlessness, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Give us victory. 
give us authority give us a kingship come on seek him right now this is a divine smuggling act God has smuggled a crown God has smuggled an anointing in this room God has smuggled your power come on if you want revival speak to it if you want victory pray it into existence God's got a horn of oil you're going home different you're going home power you're going home anointed you're going home empowered with the Holy Ghost come on obey the Holy Ghost right now obey the Holy Ghost come on you've run behind the heifer all these months to get here let the king anoint you let the lord of glory anoint you there's a horn of oil in this room for you It's breaking. It's breaking. Quit living like a pauper. You're a prince. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, there can be a missionary called in this room right now. There can be a pastor that's willing to go start a daughter work right now. There's a man of God. There's a young person that can start. Oh, you ain't been able to stay off of whatever you're on the last six weeks. But the next six weeks, you're going to win souls. The next six weeks, you're going to have revival. Come on, get up under the anointing. He's smuggling, he's smuggling it, he's running it and sneaking it, he's sneaking it to you, just keep praying, he's sneaking it in this room, he's sneaking it to you, Saul can't see right now, what's troubling you is blinded, what's troubling you is groping in the darkness, the monster that chased you in this room stumbles in the darkness at what he knows not, but ye are the children of the light. Come on, brother, sound the music. Amen. Sing your song. It's a coronation. We're crowning princes. We're crowning kings. Come on. Come on, there's a breaking. Come on, quit living in fear. You're afraid to claim it because what if it comes back?